This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Here's an interesting note, but of course, very predictable, I will say. Our senior producer for the program, as he's working today, of course, going down memory lane, six years of Kelly and Company. He's been here since the very, very beginning, and he's hanging out listening with us, of course, and once again for Halloween, wearing his lazy glow-in-the-dark skeleton onesie. All right. But we were actually going into the station a lot of time, Margaret. Of course, we would we'd get these things, uh, you know, costumes on. And I know today they were looking for pictures of of costumes of of staff in stuff. So uh, hopefully, a bunch of people got big smiles over that stuff. But it's time to welcome in to talk a little sports on the program. Brock Richardson, the host and producer of the Neutral Zone. As a former athlete, I eat, sleep, and breathe everything sports. I'm Brock Richardson. Join me every Monday for your weekly sports highlights and our take on the weekend action. Welcome, Brock. Appreciate you being here with Margaret and I. Well, I am dressed up today. I do have my Raptors uh, jersey on, but that's about as far as it goes for dress up. I was going to say, what costume is that? Yeah, it's my... My a fa- good a fan in Kitchener. A fan in Kitchener, Ontario that can't afford to go to you know, tonight's game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh well, I wanted to start off by uh walking down a little bit of memory lane uh with you guys and with the audience. We well, I wasn't quite involved with Kelly and Company from the outset, but um Kelly and my relationship started basically at the beginning of Kelly and Company. I was in school with the uh, Connect for Life uh, broadcasting course, and I was looking for a mentor. And um, Melanie said, well, why don't you give Kelly a call and see what Kelly is up to and see if he'd be willing to do that. And I, and I did, and that's how our relationship got started. And then slowly I got invited to roundtables, and I would come into Toronto sit beside Matt for a little bit of time and then go and do a round table. And then from there, I was asked to be a contributor and I started out once every two weeks and then it ended up being once a week. And here we are. And I remember the very first time we were all sitting in the boardroom and we were coming in as co-hosts and Kelly says to me, so one day, would you like uh, being a backup host for Kelly and company? And I was, utterly terrified i was like you want me to host this afternoon show like oh my goodness <laughs> such big shoes to fill i i can't i don't know man i'm sweating bullets just thinking about it and he said well it'll come down the line down the line we'll, we'll get you warmed up to do this and the very first time i did it i was terrified like i was like i'm not gonna be kelly i'm not gonna be Ramia. like this is not gonna work and sure enough six years later I have done it uh, three or four times. I think we're about headed on the fifth time with Danielle this week, Thursday. But it's been a lot of fun. And congratulations to you guys and the whole show and the team and everything for what we've accomplished. Because without you guys, I wouldn't be where I am today with doing Now with Dave Brown, you guys. So Kelly and Company has been my stepping stone to where we are now. So congratulations. 
Well, you've got a wonderful step ahead of us when we talk about the move to TV. You're working on Dave's show in the morning, uh, being very successful. And it's just really wonderful, Brock, for, for yourself, the other contributors, and the co-hosts like Margaret and you and Danielle. It is, uh, it is really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words, too, and sharing with us in that walk uh, you know, down the memory lane because there's so many things that have gone on. We've been so blessed and things that I know myself I, I forget and don't want to because they are the beautiful things and the privileged things about doing what we do. Sir, let's And the move. nice the nice oh, thing ahead, is sir. I just want to say quickly the nice thing is is that being in this business if you're not nervous about doing something you probably shouldn't do it. And so every time I do these segments I still have a little bit of butterflies in my stomach and the first time I get to be asked as a contributor and then co-host when we move to TV and surely a host at some point there will be those butterflies but uh getting a little step ahead but now with Dave Brown is making it a little easier as we move towards TV. Well, keeping that nerves always, they say, keeps that edge on. Sir, what's your leadoff item? So uh, in a recent press conference, as you guys uh, teed up, uh, Serena Williams said, quote, there would be a good chance she would return to tennis. So that is my leadoff item for today. And what's your reaction to this news? Um, for me, I'm a little bit, I I don't know how to feel about this. I'll, I'll put it to you in this way, Margaret. I'll say that if you want to retire slash evolve, as she said, do that. And just, that's fine. I'm okay. I'm just a little annoyed with the, I'm retired. I'm evolving. You can call it what you want. She determines it as evolving, but I don't like this whole, I'm gone away. I'm coming back. I'm gone away. And I think we've seen that with Tom Brady, who clearly, you know, when he retired, didn't retire for a season at all. He retired for only a few months. So to me, it's make that decision. And if you're not 100% uh, certain on your decision, don't necessarily go public. I think if you're not sure, you just need to deal with yourself. For me, I don't like the cease of I'm playing, I'm not, I'm playing, I'm not. Pick one and stick to it. That's my thought. So since you've retired, uh, have you ever thought of going back into uh, to, to more professional para sport? Uh, yes, I did. I was retired for about four years, and for some strange reason, I decided to get the itch of going back, and I wanted wanted to do it for fun. And I went back, and I literally threw one ball and said to myself, "Why am I here? Uh, why am I doing this?" And for me, the the reaction I had was more of a, I don't think I want to be here for the competitive nature of it. I want to be here because I miss my friends. I've spent, you know, 20 plus years in the sport. And I learned that when I threw the first ball, I wasn't here for the competitive side of things. I was here for the social side of things. And luckily, I, I've been able to get some opportunity with Bocce where I don't have to uh, be involved from a competitive level. I'm, you know, I'm going to be emceeing their uh, national championships uh, next month, which is cool. And and they've kind of given given me a nod to my career. But for me, it, it took four years to get that itch, not a few months. And I think that's sort of where the 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 line is drawn for me, guys. It's like if you're not sure and you're coming back a few months later, maybe not going public. You know. Wait a year, not not three, four, five, six months. I, I think as an athlete, you, you need to take more time if that's how quickly you're pulling the trigger to come back. 
Toronto Raptors president and assigned a jury was recently fined $35,000 for making inappropriate remarks towards a game official. What are your thoughts on this? <sighs> Masai, Masai, Masai. We have seen this uh, a few times uh, with Masai. He has been in the media for some good, some bads. You know, we saw him say uh, bleep Brooklyn when the uh, when they made the playoffs for the first time in a long time. He got fined for that. I look at this and I say, Kelly, you as the president, you put individuals in place to defend your team. I think you need to leave it as that. I think as the president, you don't need to go into that sort of minutia of defending your players. Because to me, and I'm curious your thoughts, to me as a president, if you do this and you're defending a player or some kind of call that went the wrong way, you're kind of stepping on the toes of the people you put in place to do this role. And I just don't think there's a place and a time for a president to be walking up to an official of any kind and, and making, you know, not nice remarks. I think where I get the struggle here is I understand what you're saying, and I think he has to show, and he's caught, because he has to show support of his team, his players, the staff. But you're right. There are people put in place who are supposed to take that hit. I mean, they're going to get fined, you know, regardless. But what I don't like here where it can be a little misleading is the inappropriate. If, you know, blank Brooklyn, well, that's inappropriate. You're cussing. It's another team in the league. It, it, it's uh, We understand why his excitement. We all, all right, you know, kind of thing. But you also understand, put your hand out. Can't do that. Okay. Um, here, I don't know what kind of remark. I, I'm going to take it that it wasn't something, you know, you know, like ridiculous uh, insult, uh, cussing, racist, or anything foolish. Maybe questioning uh, a call or complaining about the fact that the whistle is constantly going Toronto against Toronto, whatever that might be. Um, I think there's a point where you you do that stuff. You take the fine. Um, I think in the playoffs when it, when those things are done, they're really to invigorate the team. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of like you in the level of, unfortunately, you got to be more poised. Unfortunately, it is what it is. There is unfairness, but there are people who are supposed to go to the league office and do these complaints or complain to the officials, uh, uh, the, the officials' bosses, the official, official bosses. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess that makes sense. Sorry, Kelly, could you just read oh, yeah, the question? I can grab that my, one for my, you. Sorry, yeah. yeah. The you. Toronto Raptors have had a very unique kind of schedule, Brock. Do you want to comment to this? Uh, t- playing Miami, for example, uh, two games in a row. Uh, also with Philly and both being played in the same venue. Yes. So um, this was something that puzzled me when I first saw it. When I first saw it uh, come from uh, in Miami, I kind of took a double take. And I kind of thought, did I miss something here? Did I, like, is it the app? Like, is the app missing something? Is what's happening here? <laughs> and 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 so I did do that double take. And then you and I started chatting about this, and we sort of came to the conclusion that the NBA had sort of been having this discussion of like, we want to do series, we want it, we want to do this, which. I am okay with, but you brought up something to me in the way that you would like to see it done as opposed to how it's being done now, and I love it. So I'll let you 
tell the audience what your thoughts were. Well, right now what you've got is Toronto last, when this first uh, happened at the beginning of the season, they played Miami on a Saturday and Monday night. My thought was, why wouldn't you have them play Sunday and Monday? Because they had come out of playing Brooklyn on the Friday night and left New York to go to Miami. And then we saw them play a lousy game. I'm tired of the product being watered down in some way or another because these guys are playing back-to-backs. If you're going to go with this series thing, to me, it's a great opportunity to make sure if you have a series or have to have a back-to-back, and not all the time would you have to do this, then make the back-to-backs always a series. So you 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 come to town uh, after that Brooklyn game. You have Saturday to rest up, or as much of most of Sunday. You get your first game of the series in Sunday. You get your Monday game in 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 Miami as well. Then you're off to Toronto for the Wednesday game. To me, it makes sense. I'm a little unsure as to how come because I'm certainly no genius this way. I don't really understand how uh, it's not happening. You know, otherwise. So kind of interesting. Brock, I know we're going to run out of time here. What's your thoughts on the World Series? What a what a wonderful wonderful series it is. I mean, to to watch you know Philadelphia dig themselves out of a five nothing hole in game one against Justin Verlander, who has yet to win a World Series game. He's like zero and eight. Uh, this is this is crazy statistic for me. I I just think that you know Dusty Baker managed in a weird way in game one. Dusty Baker to me managed in the way of. Well, I want this guy to get his win and didn't take him out sooner when things started to 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 roll the wrong way in this case. I don't even think Dusty thought or figured, look, this game is going to go off the rails. I just I think that they lost an opportunity to win a game they should have won and even if you're Philadelphia, you're not going to be able to dig yourself you dig yourself out of the, these holes in the World right. Series. So now that you're going to be at home, you do not want to have to dig yourself out of the hole. Philadelphia has not seen a World Series game in a long, long time. Don't make them sit on their hands. You've got Noah Syndergaard on the mound uh, tonight. Use that. You know, use that as your as your thing. You want to be the team that gets off to a great start. You have three games, and the only three games you're going to have at the home is this series. I don't see one team, you know, winning all three games here. I do suspect we're going to go back to uh, to uh, Houston, but it's a great series to watch nonetheless. Brock Richardson hits us with the latest sports updates here on our program on Mondays. Catch him on Now with Dave Brown weekday mornings as well. And the gang on the Neutral Zone, uh, Tuesday, 11 a.m. in the morning here on AMI-audio. Also available as a podcast and on YouTube with the Neutral Zone gang in the panel. Up next, we chat with Jenny Bovard, uh, the host of Low Vision Moments, an AMI podcast presented funny experiences that happen when you are blind or partially sighted. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.